Hey, everybody. We're in front of the mic with the Beyond the Books podcast brought to you by accountingdepartment.com. I'm your host, Kevin Dry, and today we're joined by Jenny. She's our assistant implementation director here at accountingdepartment.com. Uh, Jenny has worn many different hats for us, managed many different staff members over the years. And today she's here to discuss how we handle stress here at ADC. Thank you for joining me today, Jenny. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Excited to have you over here. Um, now, normally we start these things off with a typical, tell us a, a little bit about yourself, mm -hmm. um, your role at ADC, how long you've been with us, things like that, whatever you want to share. Um, yeah, go ahead. Great. So I have been with um, ADC for almost 13 years, uh -huh. 13 years this month. I started out on the client services side as a controller, okay. and then we differentiated, and then I was a senior controller, and now I'm on the implementation team, came over as an implementation controller, and recently um, promoted to assistant implementation director. So what I do with the company is if clients or prospects come to us and they sign on with accountingdepartment.com, my team helps them move from their current application, um, whether they're in QuickBooks, I work with a NetSuite vertical, but we get them onboarded into our environment and mm -hmm. develop all those processes for them and move them over so that the client services team can be successful with them going forward. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you getting getting our clients off to the uh, off to started on the right foot and everything. So that's yeah. that's key here. So, uh, so yeah, I guess we'll just go ahead and start. Um, again, we are uh, looking at ways that we manage stress here. So, you know, January we're coming off of a major crunch time. Feels like January is definitely the longest three months of the year. I'll say, um, and uh, it seems like it takes way longer than the other months, but definitely crunch time here because of ten ninety nine season. Um, and we celebrated whenever we finished. So to celebrate, we just came off the heels of a wildly successful nationwide pizza party, um, the highlight of the year for a lot of us. But what many don't know is the history behind this pizza party. Jenny, you've been with us for, for a while now, and you've seen this annual pizza party grow from just a few dozen pizza, uh, just a few dozen people into nearly 200. Now, what mm -hmm. does the pizza party signify for you? It actually, it signifies like, it's like a milestone. It signifies the end of stressful time and uh -huh. that that difficult effort is like behind us. So yeah. I've been here where we didn't have the pizza party. So it, it started in the last, you know, 13 ish years. And historically, our, our client services team, December and January are rough months anyway. It's year end holidays. And then you throw 1099s on top of that. And even though it's part of their job, it's part of everybody's job, we recognize that it's a significant stressor and it causes a lot of art. And looking at what that added to our team, and if you were in a brick and mortar environment, you would bring in breakfast, you would bring in lunch, you know, you would have something to celebrate. Yeah. And not letting that virtual setting really be an obstacle for us. It was decided back when there was like only 30 employees, I think, Mm -hmm. Let's deliver pizzas to everybody. Like what a concept. And it was so much yeah. fun. And we would be on calls, you know, because we're still working. And like we'd be on calls and I'd be like, hold on a second, I think my pizza's here. And it was just fun to see everybody's <laughs> excitement that day. Yeah. Um, so it's been a blast. Now we're over, you know, 200 in anticipation that day, because we start talking about it. And everybody who's been here is like, oh, it's so much fun. People take yeah. pictures. 
you know, with their pizzas, with, you know, their, I've seen pictures with the delivery person who brought <laughs> it. It's just fun. And yeah. really is a way to recognize the hard effort that was put in. And it's, it's more than just like delivering pizzas. Um, yeah. It's really feeling that appreciation and knowing like as we've grown the Herculean effort to make sure that everybody gets their pizzas. And now we offer bagels as well. Or if you yeah. have, you know, it's just, it's it's a big effort and it's not so much that it's effort, but it's knowing that companies invested in our well-being, our ha- like our happiness, knowing that we've done something really difficult and they're willing to put in not just the dollars to like, we're going to deliver pizzas to everybody, but they're willing to de- put in the effort too, to make it happen. So yeah. it really does mark a milestone, I think, for everybody. It's a great yeah. event. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I think, you know, shout out to our HR department for ordering all of those pizzas, bagels and everything. That's a lot of phone calls to make, a lot of online orders to place. Um, And also, I like that they reach out to every employee and say, hey, what's your favorite local pizza place? Um, And so you truly get what you want. So you have something that you're, you know, really looking forward to. So um so really considering... cool to see how it how it started and everything with just the 30 people and now we're uh at about 180 or so so yeah. uh so really cool to see um now we know 1099 season is stressful uh but what are some other stressful times that we may encounter here they arise for a myriad of reasons it could be a time crunch to complete some deliverables or tasks for some people it's a personal stress because they maybe they're doing something new to them yeah. Um, so, or it could be things out external. So, you know, things at home or something else that's happening that does cause people to be stressed. It may not even be something that's work related, but yeah, I really feel like we we truly care about our team's well being. Yeah. Employee satisfaction is truly like the key to our clients being satisfied. So, if our team's oh, running yeah. on fumes, right, burnt out, displeased. I don't know if they're going to do their best work. You know, they're rushing. They might be behind. So I think we really recognize that we want our culture to be caring. It's just like we care. And when you have stressed out employees, you want to make sure that you're identifying what's happening. So I think what one of the ways we help with this is we have smaller teams so we break up our overall you know employees into smaller teams and so it really helps us keep a pulse on how people are feeling what they're doing we can sense it we're on zoom calls a lot so you, sometimes they might be saying something but maybe you're catching you know facial expressions or something that you know that there may somebody needs some help and we don't ignore that it's a lot of communication. So if we see it, we address it. And I think everybody hopefully knows that we're open doors. So if somebody's stressed out, somebody needs help, we listen. That's like the biggest things we listen. We identify resources to help. I'm not above, nobody here is above jumping in and helping. Um, yeah. So I think knowing that no one's on an island Yeah. is, is key. Yeah. And, and And I like that you had mentioned um, 
you know, noticing those nonverbal cues on calls and everything. I think it is important to keep an eye out for that as well. Um, yeah. So just, just being mindful of that, especially whenever you're in a supervisory role or something like that. I think it means a lot to staff. Absolutely. And I know you've had a, a podcast about this already about our nectar point system, but we also yeah. use those as well. So when we have like an uh -huh. initiative underway, again, not necessarily just to promote somebody for doing their job, but we have something that's out of the norm. We can use those nectar points, right? So sometimes it's a challenge for 10 people to finish something, throw in yeah. and they get nectar points. Sometimes it's, hey, if you can get it done, like we yeah. know this is a, an ask and everybody who gets it done is going to get points. So yeah. I think it's a good mix of reward in terms of like pizzas and points, with, but also like this genuine interaction too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And that's, that's a great way to, you know, mitigate and offset that stress, just knowing that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And sometimes there might be, you know, a little bit of a reward there and you can take those nectar points and turn them in for gift cards or ADC swag or, um, you know, just whatever, whatever you want. Like there, there's so many, so many things that nectar can do, um, you know, with those points. Um, and it just, it feels, it feels good. You know, it's like Christmas. It feels good to give those gifts, but it also feels good to get them. So, um, so that's cool. Um, 100%. yeah. So why, why is it so critical to, to make, to make this a priority? I think thinking as employee perspective, again, like you develop, you spend time developing a company culture. And so having a staff that your employees that really understand that culture, they're happy to be here. All of that friends to having happy clients. Yeah. And there's a cost, you know, to onboarding your staff. There's a and it's difficult right now to find people who are going to be the mm -hmm. right person, promote your culture. So I just think it's a win. It's a win for people being happy to be here. And that that sparks everybody else. You know, if you come into a yeah. call right and there's somebody who is having a bad day, sometimes they impact that call. So yeah. being able to read that and understand that and trying to keep things in a positive light and then yeah. that just translates to writing really good service. Yeah, definitely. And I like that you mentioned that. I know one thing I've seen with, uh, you know, with, with us going into year 20, um, there's a lot of ADC pride going on right now. Um, it, it's really cool. And a lot of that's been organic. Like uh, we've, sent out some things, uh, you know, for, for employees and, uh, they're just sharing those right away. I'm not going to get too much into it, but a lot of exciting things, uh, coming up, uh, on social media and everything. Um, so a lot, lots of, lots of ADC pride, which I think is really cool. And I don't, I don't think you see that a lot of different workplaces. So making ADC a place that, um, you know, things like that, you see all that, I think it does bring that stress level down a bit. Um, so that's, that's awesome. Um, now, so while while you're in the thick of it, just going through, you know, whether it's onboarding or 1099s or any sort of like one of those more stressful times at work, what tips yeah. do you have to reduce stress in the workplace? Good question. I think my first thing is always promoting self-care. Mm -hmm. And I find like when I'm even in that place where I'm stressed, you're, it seems counterintuitive. You think you just need to power through it. And usually the best thing you can do is step away. Step away for a few minutes, take a walk, get something, you know, get some hydration. Um, typically yeah. when you're in that place, you're tense. 
So step away, do something, do some movement, promote self-care. Yeah. And that's hard. I mean, that's a hard thing for myself to do. So we do promote that a lot. Um, and yeah. then communication. I think just sharing how you're feeling with somebody immediately like eases that burden. You don't feel like you're alone. But also we walk and talk. And so there's so many times, like there's so many creative ways that we have when somebody's in that place to give them assistance, whether it's additional resources, helping them reprioritize, really talking about is this important right now you know so there's there's a lot of different ways that you can reduce stress but a lot of it is you have to be looking for it you have to listen and watch for it Mm -hmm. yeah definitely um and you know it's it's important to identify those things and you know a big part of communication is listening more than talking so i think that's how the most effective communication comes about um so so really good identifier there um, now, why should why should businesses prioritize reducing the impact of stress? Interesting. I, mean, I, meant, I talked about it a little bit earlier, but it reduces that onboarding cost. If you can make, retain the staff you have, yeah. you've already committed to training them. They know your culture. And all that should translate to really good service, whether it's a, your service environment or your even um, your retail, you're building anything, manufacturing, all of that translates to people being more efficient, more effective. They like what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Love it. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, definitely. So, you know, what, so I guess we'll, next we'll look at, you know, this kind of, um, you know, taking a look at what steps can businesses take in reducing stress in the workplace. Um, I think a few things that we've kind of gathered from this episode are identifying stressful times uh, that your business may come across throughout the year. Just knowing that those are coming up is is huge because it kind of sets the tone. Next, reminding employees that, you know, we take on times like these as a team, uh, approaching things as a team, knowing, letting them know that they're not alone. Um, you know, we're all going to get through this and achieve our goals together. I think there's comfort in uh, in numbers and uh, strength in numbers. Uh, being there to listen and advise when needed. You had mentioned uh, promoting self-care. I think that's so important and something that's, ne- you know, never talked about enough. So, you know, it's something as simple as like, hey, why don't you, you know, take, take a 10 minute walk, go get a drink of water, you know, do, you know, do something that relaxes you for a little bit. It's good to take those small breaks, especially in a virtual environment when we can get caught up in work. It's, uh, you know, we love our work. So we get, you know, we, we, right. we're all guilty of it, I think. Um, and recognizing employees for their efforts by following stressful times with good times, uh, a la our pizza party. So, um, so yeah, lots of, uh, lots of good things here. I think that, yeah. uh, that, that, that many people can apply, um, you know, to their own daily lives, businesses, things like that. So, so I think this has been a really awesome episode. And, uh, with that, I think we're going to wrap up today's episode of the beyond the books podcast brought to you by accountingdepartment.com. And, uh, Jenny just wanted to thank you so much for, for joining us today and, uh, giving us a look into, uh, how we can create that positive experience, even in times of stress or initial uncertainty. So I think that's where those, those truly good businesses thrive. Um, so Jenny, did you have any closing remarks or anything like that that you wanted to share? Oh, I'm just glad that I was invited. So thank you very much. Yeah, definitely. Had a great time. Yeah, definitely. Well, we appreciate you and your positivity and all that you do for our company. 
Um, so thanks again for joining us. Now, everyone else, remember to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Drop us a review. Throw us a like. Um, help us start climbing those podcast ranks. Uh, once again, I'm Kevin Dry, and we'll ADC you later.